From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hour number three, here we go. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Jonathan, as you heard uh, last hour, he's still up in Bluntstown uh, helping his land to recover after Michael. And uh, Glenn is out doing the uh, the Passion at his local church. He did it last night, and uh, we'll do it again tonight out of Countryside Baptist Church. So if you'd like to go celebrate uh, Easter and uh, the fact that he has risen to go out there and... Uh, Stand out there amongst the congregation in the chilly frigidness and watch Glenn in his underwear uh, get crucified. It'll be uh, interesting for all. He does it every year. God bless him for doing it, man. I mean, he's a man of heart and uh, and does it for his church every single year. Gets out there and takes off that shirt in front of everybody, and everybody sees his glory. So, uh, <laughs> did, you, uh, did, you know, he, did he do? A bunch of I don't of know. There's a microphone uh, right did he there. Do a bunch of push-ups before he. Took I, his I shirt guess off? maybe. I don't. I don't know. But uh, so filling in today, we have uh, my brother Bart. We have my uh, brother from another mother, Dean, and then uh, some guy we found on the street named Bill George. I would think. Uh, with uh, this breeze and cool weather, at least maybe I keep the mosquitoes That's true. Eyes off of them. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, I will say uh, one of the blessings of having the wind uh, yesterday or this past week out fishing, uh, the noceums were non-existent, so it was a good thing. It was a good day. Uh, uh, speaking of fishing, I wanted to also bring up this one here. Uh, we get this story every single year, <clears throat> it seems like, but a, a great white shark weighing 1,668 pounds has been spotted off Florida's panhandle, as they do usually this time of year. And this particular female is uh, a frequent visitor of our coast. Uh, her name is Mrs. Costa, and she was spotted this week swimming off the Gulf of Mexico, which you would think, since they have the ping, they would know that she was coming. It, it wouldn't be like, uh, I wonder where she is. I, oh, there she is. Well, there's multiple too. Like, I think there's. I don't remember. I think there's at least three that have names. But like, oh yeah, they, there's they, uh, there's Hilton, uh, which is a uh, male, which is one thousand three hundred and twenty six pounds at last uh, capture, and an eight foot six inch four hundred and sixty pound female named Savannah, and she's also one that also seems to frequent along here. Uh, what's funny about Mrs. Costa? Is uh, she's twelve foot six inches long, and she was actually tagged in September of two thousand six up in Nantucket, Mass. And uh, she seems to sweep, uh, like to come over and visit around here around the Panhandle certain times of the year. Well, what what happens? Okay, we were talking earlier about you know people humanizing animals, and you know oh you know, when we uh, were talking about coyotes. Yeah, and, uh, we were talking yeah. about the coyotes, and you know, and people freaking out. You know, this is their area, and, and you know, this is our little pet. Well, what happens? Because every single year we see this, and what happens if that shark kills somebody? So we're here. We put a name to this shark. You know, they know where it is at all times, I'm assuming, or at least most of the time. When it gets up to yeah. a certain level in the surface, they can pick up the okay. thing, is from yes. what I understand. So that goes and kills somebody on the beach, you know, freak accident, whatever, you know. Or a diver or offshore. What, yeah, whatever ends up happening, it kills somebody. And it is known now to be a man killer. 
you know, there's rules about gators. There's rules about yep. cougars. There's rules about bears. If they kill Pit somebody, uh, any any animal kills somebody or, or attacks. even attacks somebody, you put it down. They do it to tiger sharks. They do it to bull sharks. They they this this is a common thing that does happen. So what happens when this shark kills somebody? Well, it has were, a name and you everything. They were in their water. They were there first. <laughs> but but it, is that what it is? So, is that, so that's going to be the excuse. Or is the call that they're like, okay, when it pings up, we're going to look for it and we're going to put a harpoon through this thing's head and that's going to be it. Is that what? I or, would think if you went by the rules of engagement that you just pointed out that the that the great white would have to be dispatched once it you know. Once it got the taste of human blood. Oh, I can see it now. Uh, it would be such an it. outcry. Oh, I know. Where you got you got the the Miss Costa T-shirt. Miss <laughs> Costa, and sitting there on the pontoon boats all around the, yeah. the, the harvesting vessel and you know, <laughs> air it's, horns and it's you know, like the anti-whaler sort of people that go to Japan. It's that sort of thing. They're sitting there spraying them with the hoses and everything. And oh, the okay. sea ship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What oh do you God. think, Bill George? I mean, well, uh, I you're mean, a little closer is, to the law than it, we are. It is a protected species, you know. But I mean, well, so alligators, are mountain lions. alligators are too. But well, all, mountain lions really aren't, you know. Um, in certain areas, in, they here are. In Florida, you. <laughs> well, if if you if yeah. someone got attacked by one here, what would be the? Call? I don't know that they put the dang thing down. Well, they they would they do a bobcat. They kill it a bobcat. Into captivity, remove it from there. But I don't know that they put you it. Can't down. do that to a great white. I don't though. think you're going to grab a 1600 pound great white and put it in the aquarium. Out yeah, they do it to Shamu. Well, no, great whites. Uh, they've tried <laughs> it before. Teach and, it to jump you know, and get it. They've they tried they it before in Japan, long. and yeah, they don't do well. They they die pretty pretty quick. Yeah, there's, I don't know what they'll do. Uh, that that would that would be. Uh, that would be a great uh, debate great on. Uh, now, I hope it never happens on social but, media. But you know, great whites do kill people, and you know, well, I remember not the Atlantic variety as much, but still. I mean, even the Hawaiians who uh, you know look at sharks with reverence. I mean, they believe that uh, you know certain aspects of their religious beliefs. They believe that sharks are the incarnated uh, of relatives. You know, the reincarnation of relatives. But even after that girl, what was her name, Bethany? Yeah, Bethany oh. Hamilton. Got Once her she arm got her off. arm bit off, they went out there and fished up a couple of tiger sharks, and apparently actually got the one that Ooh. that got her arm, and it was a huge one. I think here's it was your like, arm back. I think no, it was I'm like four, wasn't like a fourteen footer or yeah, something. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it, a it was a big shark. I mean, it hit her so fast. It I mean, it was gone in an instant. There was no attack. It yeah. just hit and gone. And took her arm off. So, but uh, even them who revere the tiger shark went. Well, old Uncle Bernie's got to go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take him out of there because uh, now he's attacking surfers, yeah. and so uh, you know he's got to go. Well, the majority of any shark attack is purely you know instinctual. It, it's yeah. it's yeah. not intentional. It's, yes, and and most of it's going to be in surf or someplace where there's poor visibility. Yep. Um, you know, it's just—it's not like over here where we got, you know, California have all those seals, yeah. and you got yeah. people yeah. going around on on boards flapping with dark, you know, wetsuits on. You know, that's a mistaken a mistaken identity there. But you know, we don't have all those seals here for them to. Well, we do have the mullet run, and I yeah. think if <laughs> and tarpon and tarpon run, so you yeah. get the East Coast. I'm pretty sure it's, here in the next uh, probably month or so, we're going to start getting reports on the East Coast I, of hands and feet getting bitten. Out I there. don't, yeah, I, sure. I don't think it's uh, well. The thing you you mentioned the tarpon and everything. Well, what is one of the main sharks that attack tarpon? 
hammerhead. Hammerheads, bull sharks. Hammerheads mostly. You know, and they also hammerheads also target sharks. Like they they follow the black tips because they eat the black tips. And so, but how many hammerhead attacks are there on people? Oh, I don't know. It's, I don't think anybody. I don't think I don't, I've ever even heard of one. I, I can it, tell you, I do not want to lean over the boat and take my picture with a, a tarpon yeah, in Boca Grande. I agree with you. No, that's, that, that's a I'm, bad what place I'm to be. Is, what I'm saying is, is that hammerheads just don't attack people, and even though they can eat a person probably pretty easily, they, they're designated they, as a man yeah. eater for a reason. I'm sure that it's probably happened somewhere in Polynesia or somewhere, but. Uh, for here locally in the United States, yeah. I think most of the surfers and stuff on the East Coast that are usually hit, they're by, you know, sand sharks, black tips, things like that. Yeah, that yeah. Sharks. The yeah. And, and one was like so. And rarely do they actually lose an appendage. Usually yeah, exactly. you get bit and then they let go. Well, and so. the, the last time I believe somebody died, at least here in Pinellas, I believe was in the. It was either in the early 2000s, the bull shark in Tierra Verde or Treasure Island or something. No, it was in a guy who was swimming off his dock over yeah. here off of um, off of Shore Acres back there. In oh, it was in Shore Linden Acres? Oh. Yeah, it was Venetian Isles. I think it was yeah, over it was. by... Oh, gotcha. He jumped in the, in the water near a school of jacks or something like that and no, he got bit. Or... He was swimming around in the evening time, as we like to call it around here, Bull Shark 30. And uh, apparently he got attacked, but he also... Uh, he not only died of the, uh, the attack happening, but he had a heart attack. So I mean, oh, he was gotcha. an older guy. Well, but. and but but you got to think about it. That was like you can remember the last time someone actually was yeah. attacked and died. It very rarely ever happens. And the amount of sharks that are out there is absolutely insane. Especially as you were oh, talking yeah. about There's, the tarpon season. I've yeah, seen bull sharks eat uh, eat a tarpon. I've seen a hammerhead chase a stingray on the surface going like thirty miles an hour. It's insane. you know they're fast. They can do it but the amount of people that visit here and are in the water every single year versus the amount of actual shark attacks there are yeah it's like it's, non-existent yeah, basically it's like zero 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 point whatever zero point zero point one and, i mean it's and, uh, i know when chance. i was a kid growing up here talking to the old timers all that stuff they and, and even biologists they would tell you that certain times of the year tampa bay not the gulf but tampa bay itself is the fifth largest shark infested body of water in the world loaded when it came to breeding and the amount of sharks that were out there and as a kid you could walk across them and then you know we dealt with them all the time but we'll get into it when we come back from break it is the big and wild outdoors brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors and brandon ford got shark talk coming up when we come back Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden, Bart, Dean, and Bill. And uh, Bill, uh, it's been so long, he just now noticed the shark behind Aaron trying to rip her in half. The yeah. great white uh, shark there that's on the, what is it, 98.7? The shark. Well, heck, you've had more remotes in the, this this last couple, what, four, four or it's five weeks. It's that time of year, my man. Remotes, a, remotes, remotes. I know. These past two weeks, we've been in air conditioning for, it's been a while. And then next weekend, we'll be out at the Sporting Clays event out at Fish Hawk. So we'll be back in it out in the woods again. So uh, we'll be out uh, shooting, throwing some lead at stuff that we can't eat, which always <laughs> nice. seems to be a waste of time oh. for me. So just to finish up my last little point. Oh, you, gosh. You Before t- the well, break, we were talking sharks in Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, the, the last little point is over on the Pacific side where you have a lot more attacks. And then, you know, Africa, you have a lot more attacks. They're eating, you know, when it comes to great whites. Um, 
they're eating, you know, bigger stuff such as seals, and they, they, they have a certain way that they go. That's why the surfers tend to get attacked because they look like a seal. Over here, the water is not like that. The, the sharks on this Atlantic side don't eat that way. So the chances of them mistaking you for a seal, that, that that's not what they're targeting. So if that's they true. were to attack you, it would not be because they mistake you for a seal. But, but, but what what if Costa was having a bad day and just, you know, was really feeling down and just, you know, had to take its aggression out on somebody? Costa know? being the female great white shark that uh, Bart is referring to. But yeah. now I always ask myself and uh, others, we know what they eat over in the Pacific, and we know what they eat along Nantucket and Massachusetts and stuff like that. There are some seal populations up there around uh, Canada and places like that. But what are they eating when they're out in the Gulf of Mexico? Probably tuna and mahi. And stuff like no, that. Well, uh, over here they only eat crustaceans. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I have. Had I would, a- it would be interesting to see how many Goliath groupers fall under the knife oh of the great my white gosh, shark. I didn't think about that. That's what we need. We need more great whites. Yeah. Start knocking down the Goliath well, population. All the endangered red snapper they eat. I don't. Oh, th- I don't th- can a great white shark keep up with the elephant tuna? I mean, and those they things eat, they move do. like lightning, dude. Have you seen them attack a seal? Have you seen how fast they get? They come, yeah, from, they underneath. come from underneath. They come from underneath. Yeah. I'm sure they do the same sort of thing. I don't know, man. Those tunas can go from zero to a well, thousand in the blink of an eye. They I mean, eat. Maybe they eat other sharks. I don't know, but they're eating something. I think that uh, you know what? I, Birds I, on the surface. I would actually say that they're probably getting those big giant greenbacks just like everybody else. I think those tarpon that move along the Texas coast and around there offshore, the big big ones. Yeah. They hang out there. They, they don't. Move, they don't move as quick as tuna, and they and they're in a pod. They don't usually pay attention to Maybe stuff that's underneath. They got to get whatever gets in their jaws. That's it. You know, you know, that explains why all the manatees hang out up in Crystal River. They yeah, go. I ain't going out there. <laughs> I know it's out there. I'm not getting offshore. Are you nuts? Or Costa could be out there, or Hilton could be out there. There's no way I'm going to get out there. Well, you know, it'll be interesting. That's an interesting point. It would be uh, something to see if one of those great whites actually did uh, injure a human being. What would the steps Let's hope would be it doesn't taken? happen. Well, that's true. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. Another story that came out this past week, uh, a teenager. This was actually during uh, deer season, this past deer season. Uh, but it seemed to have made it. Once it makes it into the court system, all of a sudden now all the answers come out. And then, of course, uh, then people can start looking back and reflecting on it. Teenager has been fined almost $20,000 for an illegal kill on a moose. Um, on this story, this guy, uh, he was a hunter in Colorado, 19 years old, and he shot a moose, not not because it was out of season or anything like that, but because he shot it. It was a misidentification. He was out elk hunting, which to me, that's kind of hard to, you know, Make that excuse because they really don't look a lot alike. No, not at all. And uh, he left it. Uh, once he discovered it was a moose, he went, oh, oh, I better just back out of here slowly. And uh, didn't report it, didn't clean it, didn't do anything. And just, you know. So they look at it as an illegal kill. Wow, man. Which uh, there's moose in Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, dude. yeah apparently. No. Uh, so, uh hmm. The way they identified it, you know, you got to give them the forensic. They uh, got the bullet out of it and uh, went back and did some searching, found out somebody that was shooting that type of rifle and matched it up and said, yeah, that's you. And he went, yeah, that's me. And uh, so they sentenced to pay $10,000 in fine and an additional mandatory ten grand for killing a moose that would qualify as trophy game. 
He also faces a possibility of a five-year suspension of his hunting and fishing privileges in 47 states. Wow. wow. What, do, what are the three that don't comply with that? I don't know. I guess it would be like Hawaii and uh, that's the only one I can think of. I don't well, know. there's three. I know, I don't I'm know. just curious. That would be something to have to look into. That would be funny to see who wouldn't back that up. Maybe, you know, maybe Louisiana, since it's sportsman's paradise, is like, yeah. y'all just come on down here. We don't care about that. <laughs> I don't know if they would Texas. go that far. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Texas is over there going, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> well, you know what? You got to give these guys credit. You know, basically what they did is there was snow on the ground. They found the dead moose, and uh, they just kind of followed what? His footprints. The tracks. His boot tracks. Boot tracks followed him right up there and said, what rifle are you using? And uh, he said, this one right here. And they said, okay, let's take a look at that. And uh, what are you shooting? And they said, well, what do you know? It's the same caliber as this one. And uh, let's go check it and see what we do. Oh, yeah, it's you. CSI Denver. Wow, that happened quick then. But I will say this. If we could take anything good from this, at least for me, on my part, it's nice to know that a 270 can kill a moose at a distance to where you can't recognize if it's a distance between an elk and a moose and drop it and kill it. it. If it qualifies as a trophy moose, oh. <laughs> okay, which is part of what I heard yeah. in the story, Yes, how can you not tell the difference? That's a good question. Well, because <laughs> uh, according to the story, he was so far away. From the animal, I don't that he could not so distinguish that's an unethical between. Approach anyway. He said what? it was. Uh, he couldn't positively identify mm-hmm. if it was a moose or a elk, and he just saw a large brown animal and took a wang at it, shot it, and killed it. Yeah, he he deserves that fine. I, from judging from that, I mean, all right. So uh, the last last time I got to talk to my little brother, uh, he showed me some pictures from his trip hiking up in, in Colorado. They're up on a ridge line. They're looking down at a river, and you can tell that that's a moose just from the just from the picture from where they were. Just you can because obviously uh, you've uh, you know you seen see the difference, before. and maybe you see the difference. <laughs> I, I watch Marty I mean, Stafford just like everybody else. You shouldn't they're be hunting animals. if you can't positively yeah. identify it. Which now, which I thought the interesting way they ended this story was it says thankfully the vast majority of hunters are ethical and do the right things in cases like this of misidentification. Unfortunately. There are a few that prefer to try to invade authorities by saying, you know, uh, no harm, no foul. But they offer everyone this advice, which I would have never thought this would be the advice. If you accidentally kill the wrong species, you should call us right away. And what should you do after that? Field dress it. Field dress the animal immediately so it does not spoil. So they want you to go ahead and go through the process of, of actually, uh, you know, doing what you should do. That way the meat doesn't spoil and so that they can go and donate it and uh, it doesn't go to waste because the wantful and wanton waste can also be an added charge as well if you just walk away from it. Yeah. So at least call them and say, look, I made a mistake. I shot a moose instead of an elk, but I'm cleaning it. I'm here, blah, 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 blah. And come get me. Come face the consequences of your actions. And usually in that case, the fine or whatever is a lot less. I'm sure it would than be. Than when you make them go through the investigation. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, that whole, it's easier if you tell the truth and get it over with than to just keep lying and lying and lying and lying. Because, you know, if you've ever watched one episode of Cops, <laughs> they will tell yeah. you, if you just be honest with me here, you know, things might go a lot easier. No, 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 that's, I, I, those aren't my pants. But, but you're wearing them. But I didn't uh, do not nothing. 
Uh, you know, and so, you know, it's best just to uh, get it done and get it and do what you got to do. So, Bill George, if by chance, ever in the future, you accidentally harpoon a manatee instead of a alligator, make sure you take the time to clean that said animal so it can be donated properly to whatever uh, whatever church or charity is going to receive that uh, bountiful donation. Would they accept that? Would it- I don't know, but I'd like to know. I don't think that, don't think that they well, probably would. It, would, it, would it- I'd totally get in line for that meal. I, you know what? I'd at least try Once it. in a lifetime shot. Exactly. At that. Yeah, yeah. I just I want to see what it tastes I wonder if like. You, I wonder if you could offer this and say, <clears throat> look, officer, it was my mistake. I cleaned the manatee. I would like for you to donate it to the Countryside Baptist Church for their wild game dinner next year. <laughs> <laughs> could you Could you swing that that way? I don't oh think if goodness. I did that, that's going to happen. No, no, no. No, actually, somewhere, somebody in the back of the room somewhere is going, we finally got him! We got him! He won't be in any more meetings ever again. Our day is complete. Bill George has been got. I don't know. So I, You know what? But I've never heard that before. That's that's news to me. I mean, I was shocked that you actually knew that. No, no. That if that if, you like should take the time to clean it. There's people who accidentally shoot a doe instead of a buck. You should still clean it, prepare it, and uh, call it in as an accidental kill. And they're going to send you a fine if you turn around and don't don't do what you're supposed to do. Then you're going to lose your hunting rights and everything else too. So yeah, well, you know. I, Honesty is the best policy when it comes to any of that kind of stuff like that. If you fess up to it and you own up to it, chances are, as Bill George pointed out, the cops may not have to go as easy on you as they can, but maybe a judge may look at it and go, well, at least you didn't run off and uh, you know try to hide. You know? Yeah. And so we'll take that into consideration. Now you only owe us a quarter of a million dollars instead of, you know, whatever. You just got to hope that that judge uh, is not an animal rights activist because no. he's like, you're hunting. Oh, I got you here. No, uh, it'd be hard to find an anti-hunting judge in Colorado. I think, or maybe but, not. I don't know. All right, we got to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden, Bart, Dean, and Bill George. Oh, look. Look what slithered in under the door slithered here. Slithered in? Slithered in. Come in here just to bust chops while he comes walking in here. Ragging on me because I, I, I'm i not the one who upgraded the hurricane up to a Category 5, man. But I'm saying you got Talking some, to the microphone I'm professional CMA some, award winner. I'm saying you got some old lady walking by going, Oh my God, there's a Category 5 on the way! <laughs> So you're, saying that, so you're saying <laughs> War of the Worlds. Oh, yes, I do remember War of the Orson Worlds. Wells. Yes, people well. People were jumping out windows and leaping off bridges, and all it right. was just a story. All right. For all you folks who are now heading to your local grocery store to stock up on supplies for the Category 5 Hurricane Michael that is not coming this way, you can turn around, relax. Easter's on its way. Too and bad Ed and Mildred have already got six <laughs> cases of water in the uh, Cadillac. Half the state's headed to Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> we'll get in the mountains. We'll be safe. Ed, load the rest of that water and get some beanie weenies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't forget the sardines. They they last yeah. a long time, and and I get two jars of peanut butter as well. <laughs> you know, my foot still not recovered. I, I no good deed goes un, unpunished. Because remember, we had that hurricane. I helped my neighbor get some ice. He didn't have any ice. Old guy, like a hundred. And I took some ice over, and I set it down in the cabinet. He hits it with his elbow and knocks it off on my foot. <laughs> so, would that be considered an injury because of the hurricane? I guess uh, it would uh, if you were claiming a federal I form. I bad for him. He didn't have any power. It was 100 degrees. You remember that? Yes, I do. Did you have power? Uh, I had, didn't have uh, for a week. It was out for yeah, a week. I had, for a my week. power never went out. Well, you know what? Get out, get out, Get out, yeah. You know, I I wanted to ask you on this, uh, Steve. uh, We have a proper Cape Buffalo hunt offering out for about $8,900 all in one. And you can add a sable for about two grand. That's a cool looking animal, sable. Oh, sorry. Telephone. So you want to go? It's uh, just outside of Johannesburg. Well, I told you there. There was a time we had a hunt booked, and, and I had a little thing called a heart attack. I had to have a stent. That might slow you down a little bit. Yeah, so we, you know, you lose the money too, because once those guys over in Africa got your cash, you ain't getting it back. Yeah, especially those princes. You yeah, because I called them and I'm like, uh, I paid the twenty five hundred and <laughs> no had a heart attack. Policy? Well, it's a tough break, mate. Yeah, it was. It was nice of you to come and take pictures. Uh, so, no, yeah. I look at it this way. The good Lord was uh, nice enough to give you that little infarction while you were here in the United yeah, States. Oh, yeah, I've been out there in N- Namibia somewhere <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Instead of five hours away out on the plains somewhere where they go, you would have been better off getting bit by a black mamba. Yeah. You know, this course like eight or ten years ago, but uh, i got to tell you, the, one of the guys that booked a hunt for me booked a hunt for him and another guy. And they went over there, and they're, like, riding around out in the brush looking for whatever, warthogs or whatever. And a half-track thing comes pulling up with about 40 African soldiers in it. Get out of, get out of the truck right now. They all got AKs and searched them and put guns to their head. And after about an hour, let them go. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful I'm trip. Like, you Fantastic. Know, maybe we didn't miss out that much. <laughs> it almost sounds as dangerous as a Cape Buffalo hunt. Those I'm, things are crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you got to. Just don't shoot them in the head. Yeah, you got a 460 Nitro. Or, as, I, as I once said when a guy was hunting a Cape Buffalo, I don't have to outrun the Buffalo. I have to outrun you. That's true. <laughs> and the minute he pulled the trigger, I was already running. Yeah. And the thing is, is they tell you right then and there, don't try to shoot him in the head. Are you no. crazy? Bounce off that skull. No. And uh, we're talking big bullets, too. So do you still have your uh, your Africa rifle no, that you purchased no. for that trip? I sold that to somebody with a big name, so I won't say who, but... No. Big name? Because I knew I was, well, famous person. I knew I was never going to go after that. So you sold know. Warren Sapp your gun? I did not. I didn't say Warren Sapp. <laughs> Who else Silence. do I know? Oh, it's a country artist. It is a country yeah. artist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never mind. But I, I knew I was, what am I going to use a 338 for down here? All right, duck. Your day's over. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be all right. There, there was a duck there. Go out and do some hog hunting with it. Just don't have, you have to shoot everything 300 pounds and up. <laughs> and you, me and you, was it, wasn't it me and you at Buck Fuller's place when I had that shotgun with slugs and we were about 80 yards away and he was standing in front of a log and I shot him. And you, it sucks by rib punch. The hog went <clears throat> and falls over, and we're up there high fiving and look up, and he runs off. <laughs> yeah. And when we found the slug, it was like it looked like a Kennedy half flat and no dead pig. Didn't even go through the shield. No, didn't even wow. penetrate him. I was also up there when you actually uh, let fly the uh, uh, 338 Lapua, and you got bit. 
Yeah. Over the hood of the truck. I remember yeah. that one. That yeah. was like, oh, is this thing going to, is the recoil really bad? No, just get in tight on it. Okay. Oh, boom. Am I bleeding? Well, yeah, <laughs> Am I bleeding that's, that's right here? That's the three finger rule on Scott now. <laughs> Especially those bad boys. Am I bleeding? I think I'm bleeding. I can't feel my eyebrow. It's it, a, yeah. Uh, it's a big gun. And now which one was the one that you purchased for your Africa trip that you didn't get to go on? It was a 338. It was the Lapua? I don't, I don't think it was Lapua, though. Was It, it had to be. Unless Maybe it wasn't a 338 then. Uh, was it the 300 Ultra Meg? I thought Mike bought that one. No, I think he got that one. Yeah, I, it was something big, though, like a... Because I, I looked at the 410, and then I fired that one time, and I'm like, no, never. Oh, the 460. The 460. The yeah. nitro, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, no. You should have got a 375 H&H. It would have been good all day. I think that's what it was. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, dude. Who did you sell that to? I want it back. No. <laughs> I no, want that one. get it back. But you know, the oh, guy dude, that was I want that back steakhouse is one that turned me on to that gun. So that's what you need, man. It, that kills everything. That man. literally will cover everything out there except yeah. for the dink dink. They, I think you could use a Slingshot. Crossman 760 for that one. Right a deer there. that's the size of a shoebox. Uh, yeah, really. It's an armadillo deer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hand me that pea shooter. I got him in my I sights. I saw guys hunting him one day, and I'm like, what are you doing? I know, with a bow. You know, yes. it's like uh, I got this. Uh, they're that big. Yeah, they're teeny tiny. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're, why even do it? Their hooves are like a pencil eraser. <laughs> what kind of trophy is that? <laughs> Put it there on the microwave. Yeah, I guess oh, so I, you're just trophy hunting. Is that what it was? Oh, you you are in yeah, Africa. Pretty much of a meal. What can you do in Africa? You can't bring it back unless you're yeah. Chinese, and it, uh, you know China will let him bring it back. They won't God, they let you bring your it. trophies. How long? Six months. Oh uh, well, thanks to Trump, it's been shortened. It used to be like what two years almost. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was six months in quarantine, and then uh, I think Africa's got too crazy for me these days. I don't think I'd go now. Once I mean, it gets a little more stable, yeah, yeah but it's but okay. It's okay because now they've opened the floodgates to the Chinese market, and uh, sure, I'm sure all the animals will be safe then. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. How many several uh, several several cats are still left in China? I don't know. Yeah, how many? There's not very many. They don't have a problem hunting things to extinction. No, that's true. Because they're all delicious. Yeah. When put that Szechuan sauce on anything, man. (laughs) (laughs) Put it over a charcoal fire and it's all good. I mean, if it makes their, you know, they can find something to make their hair grow a little bit more, they'll uh, get whatever. Is that what it is? Give me me a sea turtle and uh, part of that uh, bald eagle right there. (laughs) Oh, those are delicious. Is that what you think they're concerned about growth? Chinese medicine. They use just random stuff. Oh, yeah. Long as they it has some sort of you know my fingernails will be a little thicker if I eat this rhino horn you I'm know go whatever and, it is I'm gonna go ahead and stop you there because I can honestly say that I think that everything I've ever heard of that's ever been poached whether it be rhino horn black bear gallbladder anything else uh, giraffe uh, hooves whatever it is has never ever ever once been touted as for hair growth. <sighs> I was it's trying to be safe to for the air. It was I was trying to be safe for the air, sir. That's okay, ma- it's male enhancement. There we go. Yeah, it's no different than uh, yes, yeah, but- bear agra. Yeah, <laughs> bear agra. Oh, I am writing that. I am so stealing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw. I saw just enjoying watching him dance around the subject. You get a ten dollar fine for killing the deer. Um, a guy had like five or six bear bladders in his truck, and he's like, "Well, you're in serious trouble now. You're going to get yourself a hundred dollar fine." 
Because it's California where nothing, you know, gets punished. Well, you know, we just did a story about a kid, 19, that mistook a a moose for an elk, and it cost him 20K. So, uh, obviously, Colorado. uh, California. No, Colorado, where they actually take their trophy management extremely seriously. You might get get shot if you did that in Texas, had a bunch of bear bladders. I love those game boards there, man. Those guys don't no, play. They don't, mess, they don't mess around out there. Oh, Northwoods Law and, uh, and, and yeah. Lone Star Law. Yeah, Lone Star Law. Texas is bigger than Maine, New York, and California put together. You know, I learned a lot of things on those shows uh, that Bill George usually brings to the table because of his Pennsylvania experiences. But uh, I thought one of the most interesting episodes I ever saw was a guy who uh, was was on the American side. And shot a moose that ran to the Canadian side. Yeah. So they had to get like Homeland Security. They yeah. had to get like the Canadian Mounties. They had to get local uh, fishing game and everything else to go and be able to cross the if border. You want that back deer, of- you're going to have to work with us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give us both back straps, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> I need those poison glands out of there. Boy, you, I mean, you see those Maine guys, though, they don't play either. They'll they'll keep you from hunting for five years. They don't care, and, yeah. I, and I'm glad they feel that way. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, here, you know what? Uh, Bill George brought up an interesting thing. Uh, Finally, 40, 47 states recognize Colorado's uh, expulsion of your license and hunting privileges. Forty seven. Do you remember what the other Mm-mm. other ones are? Mm-mm, sure don't, dude. I'm gonna have to look. Them Probably up. Hawaii because everybody's. That's hiking. the first thing I thought of was Hawaii, yeah, but. I guess, uh, you know, the bad thing is is I can't hunt anywhere in the continental United States except Puerto Rico, Hawaii, and maybe the... Uh, Hawaii wouldn't be too bad these days. They got all those pigs and turkeys. Dude, they yeah. got Miriams out there. Yeah. You got oh, yeah. black, uh, you got Hawaiian goats you can hunt. They got all kinds of stuff and out mo- there. And more exotics than you can think of out yeah. there as well. Yeah, I've heard the hog stuff there is like insane yeah and, and, and so not is to the mention turkeys. they'll have a luau and cook it about 30 minutes later <laughs> which yep. is not a bad thing not at all all right we got to take a break thanks right, for bye. stopping in okay bye uh today we are the bigger wild outdoors brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors bye. and brandon bye steve austin where are you at first 105 q105 q105 go check him out we'll be back Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Bart, Dean, and Bill, and Aaron. And uh, thank you, Steve Austin, for coming in and disrupting the show yet again. He's always good like for it. that. You know, the thing is, is I always uh, like, hey, Steve, I need a sheet. I need somebody to fill in this weekend. You want to come in and fill in? No! Nope! But, of course, as soon as he walks in the building, does he make it an offer to well, step in here? If he made it just the 9 o'clock hour, he'd do it. I know. That'd be awesome. <laughs> if he could just show up at the snow cones. He could show up at 7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, those were the days. Uh, before we get out of here, let me remind you, next weekend, we are going to be broadcasting live out at the Fishhawk Sporting Clays event that we'll be doing with uh, Trinity Sportsman's uh, out there. You're uh, welcome to come out and join us if you'd like uh, to get a team together. I'm sure that Dennis and the boys will probably find some room for you out there. If you are a single and you uh, maybe you want to come out and do some shooting, uh, they will make room for somewhere. I mean, uh, we can put you on somewhere. I mean, I don't even think that Glenn would mind if you wanted to come out and shoot on the Big and Wild team. It's no big deal. Uh, the more the merrier. And if you don't want to shoot and you just would like to come out and support the great things that uh, Trinity does, uh, you can come out and 
spend a little money, buy a little lunch, put in some uh, chips for the raffles and things like that. They always give away some really, really good stuff. Uh, I think this year they're giving away a uh, Beretta shotgun. I think that there's going to be a uh, really super cool Keltec uh, given away out there as well and uh, other types of uh, weaponry as well. So uh, usually they have a good uh, dose of coolers that Glenn always wins. And things like that. He has uh, more coolers than anybody I know. You know what? I I walked into my garage the other day to find a small cooler to put some stuff in when we went out fishing with uh, Captain Little. And uh, I looked around and I said, I really have way too many coolers in here. I really got to start getting rid of some coolers. I'll take a couple off your hands. Do you really want one? Uh, I'll have a cooler. I would love a cooler. We're best friends, right? Nobody's getting my Jolt Cola cooler. That's the one that I one wanted. <laughs> That's the one I wanted. I was That's a collector's the, item. You can't walk, get those anymore. I'm going to walk in the garage and be like, thanks, bro. Just grab it. <laughs> I'll take the Jolt Cola cooler. No! <laughs> Even though it's the crappiest cooler in there besides uh, uh, whatever. Uh, I got a couple of Coleman's and stuff in there that I need to get rid of. Do you want one really seriously? I, I will literally take any cooler. You know what? The only cooler that I really wanted to keep, I let I loaned to a friend of mine, uh, and uh, never got it back. I, it is I've asked for it about three times, and I've gotten a flat out. No, you're not getting it back. That that because he knows you'll never use it. Yes, I would. It, it's the little the little lunchbox one. You know, you push the button, and it, the top comes. I mean, for dove hunting yeah. and things like that, it's the perfect size. I loaned it to Vince, and I've never seen it since. Oh well, that definitely requires a boxing match. <laughs> I don't want to kill the guy. I don't want to kill him to get my cooler back. I just I mean, he like, said boxing match. I didn't say you had to take him out back and put him down. Every time he posts some pictures, he and Captain Jim Paul are out fishing all that stuff. I go, just take my cooler. No, wait, <laughs> got some drinks in my cooler hey. out there with you? No. I'm like, where is my cooler? I don't know. It's somewhere in the back. I've had to unpack it and pack it so many times. I don't even remember where it is. I'm like, so yeah. All we need is just to get the invite over so, to the house, and so, I'll just ninja that guy out for you. So we'll, we'll, he's got big, big sugar and cooler thief. What other things are we going to Big sugar, cooler thief. That's my Coleman. That's my little Coleman, man. I want it back. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I look at it this way. I've given away a lot of coolers uh, on loan, and they've found homes somewhere else. Yeah. I know that Steve Austin and I lost uh, two coolers, I think a piece, uh, to Henry Paul from Blackhawk uh, Outlaws, you know, from the old days, uh, out doing hog hunts with them. And they're like, well, we didn't even bring a cooler. Oh, for shame. Good thing we brought two. <laughs> and then it was like, uh, hey, uh, getting those coolers back? Oh, they're up in Nashville. I don't have them right now. So, uh, <laughs> bye-bye. Uh, it was nice to have. Now, if they'd have said Yeti or, uh, you know, col- uh, col- you know, Anything expensive on the side? Trust me, I'm getting that cooler back. <laughs> if I have to put a little GPS a tracker on that bad boy, beep, knock the door. Beep, I need my beep. cooler and I need it now. Oh man! You drove all the way to Nashville for this cooler? Yeah, darn right I did. So with uh, turkey season coming to end this weekend, we're going to finally get the kids out. Go Th- try and find a hog uh, this weekend. <clears throat> no, I'm just saying here. When do you say school's getting out? I think it's we got like a month left. Yeah, middle of May, roughly mm-hmm. somewhere like around May sixteenth or something. About a month or so left, so uh, it'll still be hot enough to uh, to count as a decent nasty hog hunt. Yeah. Well, what is this? I, I, I'm, that's my main thing oh, is no. hog hunting. No, no, no. 
you don't even take your kid out in the woods yet. He's, yeah, he's nine months old. He's I didn't invite Braden. I wanted the kids. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I need to fill my freezer. I didn't get to do it this year. I'm going to have to uh, get a couple more boxes of AML. I'm going to make sure that uh, B is dead on with that 08. Make sure that uh, there's no uh, tracking involved. I want to make sure that when he pulls that trigger, it's a uh, bang, pow, squeal, down. I don't want any of this pow, poom, squeal, 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 Okay, I think he went that way. Let me tell you, that gun can be as perfect as it can be. At the end of the day, the first time he looks at a pig or a deer and pulls the trigger, his little heart's going to be going crazy. Of course you know? it is. And, you know, you do want everything to be right with the gun, but there's so many other variables that are going to be in, in play that first time. And the other thing is, too, is uh, now that uh, he's actually a shooter and he can actually work and uh, do, and he's figured out that he's right-handed, so now I'm going to have to be in the market to find a uh, bolt-action rifle for him. So, you know, the the uh, little single shot was a good training tool. And uh, so I think the I think the uh, Trijicon is going to be moved over to maybe perhaps the Tika in 7mm wow. 08. I've been real happy with the guns I got the kids when they were very little. What did you um, get them? The Ruger M77 Compact. Yeah, I don't want that. I hate the 308. trigger. I don't like the trigger. And I'm not a big fan of the Mauser. So go for it. Keep going. Well, I'm just, it's a small gun, compact, easy to maneuver, um, real easy. It's not any, it's not a kid gun. It is just compact and will shoot great. Yeah, and you can't hardly find them anymore without that uh, that trigger that they have on them now. So, uh, what yeah. trigger do they have on it now? You know, the uh, what this two stage a little lever and then it, yeah. I don't I can't stand that. Me either. So, uh, I'm the Acura whatever Acura trigger? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Not so, my deal. So that's why I threw out the name Tika. Yeah. Why don't you just go with a good old-fashioned Remington Model 700 30-06? No. Once they, settle all the, once, once they settle all the lawsuits and decide whether they are or are not going to stay in business, then we'll talk. Could so. be a collector's item here soon. Sure, that'll blow your finger or your foot off when the trigger, when you uh, you know close the bolt. Right. Bang! Oh, take the safety off. Remember, I'm they sure, got to figure I'm that sure stuff out. I'm sure you could find a used Ruger somewhere. I'm sure I could. But if I'm going to find a used Ruger, well, then why don't I find something uh, that I would actually enjoy owning? So. You know. It's not yours. It's the kids. Yeah, but I still have to have possession of it. I still have to own it. I have to put it in my gun safe. When Barrett gets his own Lincoln, oh, uh, a Ruger's going to offend the rest of your guns. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, his guns are highbrow. I mean, I've seen him drink tea with their pinky up. That's right. <laughs> all except for the Ruger four fifty four Casul. He likes drinking out of a mug, <laughs> so it's all good. Mason jar. I got no qualms against Ruger. I mean, I if, if anything, I would own just about uh, a Ruger number one in every caliber if I could. I think that's one of the greatest uh, firearms that's ever been produced and still produced to this day. For out-of-the-box accuracy and ease and, and beauty and, and simplicity, you, it's, it's hard to beat. It really is. Wow. And I regret every single day that I sold mine. I really wish I could have gotten it back, and if I could have ever found it, then uh, I would get it back yeah. in a heartbeat. For me, it's, it's that not gun. I shot my farthest ever and killed a deer with it. It was a Ruger single shot, three hundred yards, and it just did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah, awesome shot. 
for me, it's it's a workhorse. Um, I'm not worried about a scratch or a dent. I don't want a dang gun that I got to worry about. Oh, I can't go through that bushes because it might scratch the surface. I'm not. I'm not into that. I only have one rifle like that, and it was. Uh, it's a custom Gerald Keller rifle that uh, I went out, shot a doe with it. It worked fine. Cleaned the crap out of it. Put it back in the safe. <laughs> <laughs> At thirty out six, so yeah, I was like, <clears throat> I was like, you, you uh, shot a dove with the thirty. Dove. Yeah, oh, dove. yeah. No, no. I shot a dove. I no, shot. It was a, a hell of a wing shot too. <laughs> I tell you, four hundred and twenty yards. It was an accidental discharge. We just happened to look that way. I thought I was shooting at a dragonfly, and he fell right out of the sky. It was awesome. All right, you guys. We'll see you next weekend broadcasting live from Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Come by and visit if you want to. You can hang out with us. If you don't want to shoot, that's okay. I'd say at least stay for lunch. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bart. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Steve Austin. And uh, do us proud tonight there, Glenn. Keep your skivvies pulled up and wear a jacket. All right, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll see you guys next weekend. See you guys. Have fun. See you.